0: Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards,
1: chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, don't get, no get first excited. Carnac.com,
0: from affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done.
2: Wow. Groovy, man. Psychedelic. Groovy. (laughs) Folks, you're back with Inside Florida Racing with uh, Rob Elting and Jack Smith. And on the line with us is Joe Lewandowski, and he is the new something for um, New Smyrna Speedway. Joe, are you there? Yes, sir, Jack. That's uh, Rob. I'm Rob. Don't He's Jack
0: in, Joe. Don't start off by insulting us, man. Yes, That's it, not a good it, thing.
2: Don't insult me by calling me Jack. Oh my goodness, are you crazy, Joe? What is going on at New Smyrna? You know Terry, he split out of there. So uh, what's your what's your new handle over there?
1: Well, before we start, Jack, I want to thank Don Narone for recommending me <laughs> for the job, and I want to you know thank uh, Jane and Robert Hart for hiring me. And you know, right now it's a little bit of uh, more marketing versus administration when. Robert called me about the position. I said, "Robert, if you're trying to hire somebody to be an administrator, you're you're talking to the wrong man. But if you're if you're trying to hire somebody to to hopefully uh, increase your car count and sell sponsorships and uh, sell uh, tickets, you're talking to the right man." So my job primarily is going to be probably I'm looking at probably eighty five to eighty five percent of my time is going out and uh, selling deals and. Talking to drivers about getting them racing again at uh, New Smyrna and, and Speed World.
0: Okay, Joe, this is Jack Smith, and I, what I want to do is start off here. Tell us a little bit about your, um, you know, what you've done in, in in this game. I know you were at Erie, PA, and, uh, I think in North Carolina. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your racing background, and uh, let just you know, let the fans know who you are.
1: Yeah, very fortunately, back in uh, about 1988, I happened to be working out at a uh, gym in daytona beach and met brian france and one thing led to another brian and i got to be uh... friends and brian liked uh... basketball because that time i was system basketball coach at stetson university and uh... i liked short track racing because i grew up being a big fan in in connecticut so one thing led to another and i i asked brian i said listen i want to get into auto racing so i got an opportunity in nineteen ninety to go run tucson raceway park and ever since nineteen ninety I've had about eight or nine stops at short tracks. Had an opportunity to work for uh, NASCAR, and I had an opportunity to work for some sports marketing companies. So I got the you know perspective of this sport from really all, all three sides—from the you know from actually running the tracks to working for the sports marketing companies. You know, representing um, big companies. My I had the great opportunity in 1995, the very first year of the Truck Series. I worked for a Morris International and one of our big clients was Sears Craftsman and I got to work work and go to every truck race the very first year of the Craftsman Truck Series. So, and then like I say, worked at tracks, I worked at tracks, you know, I joke around to people and I worked at tracks really in all four corners of the United States of America. I, you know, like I said, at Tucson, it was a dirt track. I was up in Tri-Cities, which is West Richmond, Washington, which is a five, five-eighths-a-mile asphalt track. Went over to New England or Connecticut, which was my uh, place where I grew up and learned how to be a big, you know, modified fan. I ran one of the coolest tracks at that time was Riverside Park Speedway in Agawam, which now is Six Flags of New England. It's a big roller coaster, and then now here I am down in uh, Florida running a track that, you know, is you know it's probably one of the neatest tracks. It's been in a family for forty years. It's a very stable track, and it has the premier asphalt speed weeks in the United States of America during a. Uh, you know the Daytona 500 speed week, so I got to, You know I have a lot of experience, and my biggest thing is just I have to learn the climate, what's going on here in Florida, and hopefully some of my ideas and some of my perspectives, and you know I could help improve the program.
0: Well, Joe, um, the climate is like this in the summertime. It's hot. It's hot.
1: <laughs> oh, like real hot. I, <laughs> it's been six years since I've been back in the land of humidity, and uh, I, I I went back to Florida my fir- first time in six years. <laughs> The very first week of August, my son, I have a 10-year-old boy that plays travel ball baseball, and we happened to, uh, we had an opportunity to participate in the Triple USA Elite World Series in Disney for one week, the very first week of August, and I got back down here, and I said, oh man, I don't, I don't miss this weather, and all of a sudden, the next day, I know I'm driving home that Sunday from uh, the Disney, the, the five days of playing baseball down here, and roan's trying to get a hold of me, and the Robert's trying to get a hold of me, and they said, hey, you need to talk to me about uh, maybe coming to work at New Smyrna. And here I am, and in in, uh, I call it the hot box.
0: So what are some of the immediate challenges uh, of the job over there?
1: I think the, the two biggest challenges, number one, putting butts in the seats, and number two, getting the, the car count up, because I think we're at a situation, and it's not just New Smyrna Speedway. It's most short tracks, and I say asphalt, short tracks in the southeast have very poor car count. I. I just came from a track called Tri-County Motor Speedway up in Hudson, North Carolina. We were a NASCAR-sanctioned Friday night track, and we were averaging anywhere from 40 to 45 cars for our NASCAR-sanctioned four-division show. It just seems like right now the cost of the equipment, you know, especially on asphalt, they got to buy so many tires. It's just—it's almost getting to be cost-prohibitive for the, the working man, the blue-collar person, to even run asphalt short track racing. So. You know, that challenge of getting car count up, and, and then we got to put butts in the seats because it's a, you know, right like now it's like a vicious cycle because the car counts down, the crowd counts down, you know, the promoters, they don't have, have enough money to pay, you know, the kind of purses that these cars demand, so it, it's it's kind of it's a losing proposition for the fans, the, the promoters, and the com- competitors, and like I said, an economy doesn't help, so it, it's we're, we're in some real tough times for asphalt short track racing.
2: So are you telling me that you've talked Robert into putting dirt down there somewhere there?
1: Well, it's so it's so funny you, <laughs> funny you said that. We were sitting around the table the other day, just joking, and Robert was saying, "Robert was saying, uh, well, you know something. Wonder how morning would beat dirt with with, with uh, dirt." And I just joked around. Fast. And I, said, I said you'd
2: have a lot of cars. It'd be fast. Oh, yeah. well, it'd be super fast. Yeah. But he, he'd never do it.
0: It but, is, and, and you know, we've especially this year. Uh, you know, dirt has been in the dirt racing has been in the forefront of of the news week in week out throughout the year, and uh, especially with Ocala going dirt, the emergence obviously the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, the East Bay and Volusia strengthening their programs even more, and it ha- they have been in the forefront. But hey, you know, we still got to find a way to put, like you said, butts in the seats, man. At uh...
1: well, you know, one of the things, Jack, I'm a firm believer that if you're out selling sponsors. I th- I think selling sponsorship to uh, corporate America or even even you know the, the local guy who's who owns XYZ Carpeting and stuff like that you know the first time you bring him to a dirt track and, he, and if he's a person that's never been to a dirt track and he brings his wife and she gets all dusty and they go out to their car and they gotta wipe one inch of dirt off the, <laughs> the uh, windshield of their car trust me they're not gonna be they're not gonna be buying a sponsorship at that track so there's no doubt about it selling sponsorships to an asphalt track. Is a heck of a lot easier than a dirt track.
2: Now, if you're selling stuff to a guy that cleans cars for a living, though, he might love that place.
1: Well, I was, you know, <laughs> I was, I was, you know, that's the first thing when I went out to Tucson was I was trying to sell me a car wash sponsor because I told him I said, "Hey, don't worry, I got a thousand five hundred to a thousand cars that get dirty every Saturday night."
2: Yeah, you know, uh, it's definitely a big undertaking there at New Smyrna. It's been an issue with them for years. You know, I've I've been around racing for a lot of years and. Uh, New Smyrna's a big racetrack, you know, it takes a good car to go race there no matter what class that you're racing in. So, you know, uh, any of these half-mile tracks have always struggled, uh, in Florida anyways, uh, asphalt uh, uh, half-mile tracks have struggled, like uh, c- you know, keeping a show week in and week out. Um, is there anything that maybe you're thinking about that's maybe going to help uh, with that situation?
1: Well, I think one of the things that... that uh we're going to try to do is we're going to do some town hall meetings for, for each each division at New Smyrna Speedway. Talk to them. I want to know what they like, what they don't like. You know, we're going to try to do some competition committees. You know, we, we need to be, um, you know, I always say the word competitor friendly uh, with the idea that, you know, I think there's an old saying in, in, in stock car racing, you know, uh, you, know the, you let the inmates run the asylum or do you run the asylum? And no doubt about it, you still have, <laughs> like to, you still have to rule with an iron hand. But I think, you know, Bill France Sr. had the best of both worlds because Bill France ruled with a hand, but yet all those drivers knew that they could talk to Bill when they needed to talk to him. And I think, you know, it's kind of like I, I say the same thing It's like raising my son. You know, there's times where I have to be fair and firm, but yet at the same time I might be spanking him, but the, but the next minute I'm hugging him and telling him, son, I love you, but you he, still... You
0: can't do those things. Well, there's no doubt you got to have a car count, but uh, you know, what are some of the things that that you see in Florida or in the South? I mean, you you have done, uh, like you said, Tri County. What are some of the things you see that where we we obviously could improve things as far as putting people in the seats?
1: Well, I think we we have to we have to go out to uh, big companies. We gotta we gotta put more uh, I call it entertainment in the racing program. You know, maybe instead of running seven divisions of stock car racing, maybe we run four divisions of stock car racing, and we bring in the Green Mamba Jet to burn up a few cars. You know, because just to cater to the pure race fan, the real challenge. And I think Jack and you, you're you're probably a diehard short track person who's been going to short track racing a long time. Is that uh, I call our short track sport? It's kind of a it's it does the people it's called graying the people are getting older and older and i think one of the big challenges is back 30 years ago or 35 years ago when you were introduced to stock car racing you were introduced at the local level where you went to your local short track and then you might follow nascar racing but now nascar has been so popular nascar has created a new total fan base where they're race fans but they're not really race fans they're nascar nextel cup fans Yet they wouldn't even know what a short track car is, or or where they race at.
0: Exactly. So,
1: so I mean, we we have to figure out a way to, you know, get more young people involved in the greatest one, the greatest asset that New Smyrna Speedway has, is that quarter midget track. Yeah. That is a that is an unbelievable asset where you get those kids racing from, they get out there what six years old, they race to fourteen or fifteen, and guess what? Now they want to run on the big track. And you look at, like, Ben Kennedy. Was oh, it Zach? Was it Zach Harold? was his name? The kid that was Zach, The kid that won the, his first truck race on Saturday night. Excuse me if I said your last name wrong. But those kids all competed on that quarter midget track, and there's a lot more kids that are coming into it. But like you said, the challenge at a half-mile racetrack takes a lot of horsepower, and when you crash, it's a front clip or a rear clip. I remember when I ran the quarter mile at Agawam, Riverside Park. Well, you crash there. Maybe it was a bumper. Maybe it tore off a, you know, a spindle or something like that. But when you crash at New Smyrna, I mean, you're going. You're, there's some wicked speeds at the place. So it, 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 it's big. So it, it's very challenging to keep car count up at New Smyrna. And,
0: and 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 what about the amount of promotion? I mean, with with all of the uh, the other things that people can do. I mean. There's a lot of ways people in America today, especially, you know, in Florida, especially in Florida, there's a lot of ways people can spend their entertainment uh, budget. And uh, doesn't that require that, that a lot more effort goes into and maybe a lot more money goes into uh, that?
1: It, it, Effort-wise, it, 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 you know, the old days, 30 years ago, you used to open up the gates on Saturday morning and race, and you had a big crowd, and you had a big car count. Now... Now you got to be so creative. We have to, like I said before, we have to go off after that one-off band, That person who might just come once a year, we have to get a hook to get that person. You know, we got to do. I call it county nights, city nights, where maybe a certain zip code gets in for free that night. Go to these big employee groups and say, okay, listen, maybe we sell them a thousand tickets for for a thousand dollars, or or a thousand tickets for five hundred bucks, or give them a thousand tickets for free. Get them to the racetrack, and one of the things that Robert and I discussed, and I think we, you know, mutually agreed on this thought, was that the most expensive seat in your house is your empty seat. Absolutely. Uh, we're not making new customers. We're relying on the same, you know, group of hardcore fans to come every week. And, and, and the sad thing about it that that hardcore group is not getting any bigger. It's actually getting smaller every year, and, it, and the cost to go for these hardcore fans. You know, back, you know, three years ago, you used to be able to buy gasoline for, what, two, two and a quarter a gallon. Now we're paying, what, 3 75 $4 a gallon. So they're not going. And I think one of the things is that when you race week after week after week with the same show, which mostly is America's short track racing, you know, the fan says, well, I'll go next week. And then I'll go next week. And I'll go next week. I won't go. we got to give them a reason to go. Um, so, like I said, we got to do a lot of promotions. Like, you know, maybe we have a faith night. Maybe we do a faster pastor night where we get the, you know, the, the church people with the pastors racing. You know, uh, one of the programs I was very successful at of Lake Erie Speedway up in Erie, Pennsylvania, was we did a race to read program for the elementary school kids. We did a speed to wellness program for the junior high school kids, and we also we were just getting ready to put a program together where we we're going to go to all the vocational and shop classes in the area and try to do kind of like an internship program with some of the um, boys and girls who had an interest in automotive that maybe team up with a race team. There's a lot of race teams now because it's hard to get pick room members. Get them out there and, and work with the race teams. But we got to get, like I said, and it means one thing. Like I told Robert, I said, Robert, if if you see me sitting behind a desk all day, you're not getting your money's worth out of me. I need to be out there seeing the people and being creative. And very fortunately, because of my experience and, and knowing a lot of people, I can call uh, uh like Greg McCarnes. I can call Greg McCarnes at Rockford up in Illinois and say, Hey, Greg, what was your best promotion? You know, then I can call the, you know, the Dearys. All the Dearys, I'm very, you know, close with Tom Deary and, and uh, Chuck Deary. Chuck runs a great program up at La Crosse. John McCarnes, another man who's been in, you know, formed ARCO a long time ago. John's right up in, in the old Cal area. Matter of fact, John came down and Sue, with his wife Sue and another guest, came down as my guest on Saturday night. And I said, John, do me a favor. You've been a short-track guy for 40 years. Evaluate what we do on Saturday Night here. So my thing is getting out there and asking people, hey, what worked at your place? You know, i got a pretty good idea, but but, but you know what it takes. You know, an idea is only as good as how good you run with the idea and how you can execute that idea and, and hopefully make some money off the idea. A perfect
0: example. You mentioned the faster-pastor race. Um <clears throat> Leroy Davidson at Charlotte County uh, Speedway, as it was called then, when he uh, operated it. This is probably about seven years ago. He started. Uh, he, he he did one of those races, and it was like the first time that uh, I'm pretty sure it was the first time in that concept had ever been used in Florida. And uh, he and the the girl that was working with him on the project, they spent about three months really working on the project. Hard got a bunch of churches involved. A lot of there was probably. Um, I think around 18 churches that were really heavily involved in selling tickets in the whole nine yards. There was a lot of effort put into the whole deal, and they had a, a huge crowd, probably around 2,500 people that, that night. Um, they had a great 50-lap race. It was probably the best race of the night, and it produced a lot of excitement, busfuls of church, church, uh, church buses coming in. But then subsequent events that did the same thing, the same name was used, the Faster Pasture Race, none of that legwork was done, none of that groundwork was done, and it was almost as if we expected that it would just work just as well the second time because we were calling it the Faster Pasture Race. Bottom line was it was a dismal failure. And now in Florida, that name Faster Pasture Race is used a lot, but there's not a lot of organization behind it.
1: Well, and the whole thing, Jack, it goes down to that you have to go out there and see the people. You have to physically go ask somebody to do something, and I think that's the whole key. You just can't send a bunch of letters out and say, "Okay, we're going to do this faster, faster," and then uh, hopefully they're going to buy the tickets. I mean, you got to call them, go see them, and say, "Listen, participate in something different and fun." And like I say we did, we probably did at Lake Erie. You know, I think we did this, the we did the deal where uh, the church keeps five bucks, the racetrack keeps five bucks, ten dollar ticket. You know, so it actually turns into a fundraiser too, and then we brought in a couple, uh, uh, you know, faith bands. Not that's the correct word to say it, uh, the word I'm trying to use. And they had a little concert, a little mini concert. And what was so ironic or interesting about that promotion was as soon as the Faster Pastor race took place, like a thousand people walked out. Huh. And, and it was just like because they came there to, uh, you know, see their their reverend or their pastor race. I mean, we, one of the most successful promotions we ever did at Lake Erie Speedway was when we had, we brought Dale uh, Earnhardt Jr. in, and my buddy Larry Mattingly up at, when he was running, Jennerstown also had Dale Earnhardt there, and you know, Jennerstown hit a gigantic home run. We hit a gigantic home run, but the challenge now is, you know, because of Dale Earnhardt's contract with Hendrick Motorsports, he's not, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So it's, like you said, but each it, it, you know it's almost like every night needs to be themed, and, and I remember saying this back in all oh, back in '93 or '94 to promoters. I would tell everybody, and I go to these RPM meetings. I kept saying to people, you know, we need to be just like minor league baseball,
0: absolutely,
1: and minor league hockey,
0: absolutely.
1: Where, where most of those people who go to minor league hockey, minor league baseball, they go to the event. They don't know what team's playing. They surely don't know what the score is because most of them never stay to the end. But 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 the thing about it is they went there to have fun. They have ex-
0: they have exactly the same marketing problems, the same kind of dilemma that racing has. They're very close. The, the, especially, I'm more familiar with minor league baseball, but, and every night's got to be a special night. There's got to
2: be some gimmick. Well, I, I think that I think there's a lot to it being a show rather than a race. If you want to make it successful, well, you know
1: it's interesting. <laughs> you know, what, what, and you probably remember the name. You remember Hugh Derry, one of the most famous short track promoters in, that ever that came up that it ever been on this earth. He was, you know, he did Rockford Speedway, and Hugh Derry's greatest line was, you know, there's only two real racetracks in America that are in the racing business. That's Daytona, and that's Indianapolis. And the rest of us are in the entertainment business. And I think, you know, a lot of times we get so hung up on, well, it's got to be done. We've got to have all this racing going on. We've got to have all this racing. You know, at the end of the day, that's great for the the crowd that's coming now. But the challenge right now is the the size of the crowds that are coming right now. If we don't expand on those crowds, you know, very shortly, there's going to be a lot of tracks that are going to be out of business. Uh, and you know, very fortunately, New Smyrna is, is a unique because it has so many different types of race, and it has a big speedweeks to fall back on. But you know, right now, I don't know if I'd want to be promoting a an asphalt short track in Georgia or or North Carolina or South Carolina where I don't have anything special to to to, to feed off. Because uh, unless you, and it, and it takes it takes a lot of hard work, it takes a staff to do that kind of stuff. One of the things I'm also going to try to do is I'm going to try to work with the area colleges and universities that see which program, which schools have uh, sports marketing programs, undergraduate and master degree programs, and try to get a couple interns because interns are looking for work and
2: uh, and they work for, for free,
1: <laughs> or, or very little money. You know, a lot of times you put them up for put them, give them a little housing, and they'll come down to work because they want one thing: they want to be able to get experience, and when they put that on their resume, that, hey, I did an internship at New Smyrna Speedway, you know, the, the person who's hiring the person calls me and says, hey, Joe, how did this Mark I do? He did fantastic. I had a, a great intern up at Tri-County uh, Motor Speedway up in Hudson, North Carolina, a kid named Mark Bowdy. He, uh, when I was at, uh, before I went to Tri-County, I was at Lake Erie, and he called me up wanting to do an internship program, and I said, hey, I'm going down to Tri-County. And uh, he followed me, and, and now he's kind of like he's there, you know. I guess general manager down there right now, but but with the idea that going to a place and getting experience, so that's a cheap way to get uh, work. But like I say, it's I really believe it's you know either we this short this short track industry either has to change or we're going to perish.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of perishing, we got to go. Okay. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Joe. Uh, Joe um, uh, Lewandowski, um, what is your handle there? You're the marketing manager.
1: Marketing manager.
2: Marketing manager for New Smyrna Speedway. So uh, we should be expecting new things from there. Uh, Joe, I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks a lot, Joe.
2: Thank you, Jack.